All right, Justin, sing me a song that's slightly racist, especially at the beginning, but it's about a priest that turns into a oh, velociraptor. <laughs> hey, you racist. Open the door, get on the floor. Everybody walk the dinosaur. Open the door, get on the floor. Everybody walk the dinosaur. That was not bad. I mean, that, I'll, I, I guess I'll count that as a win for you. <laughs> I remixed it a little bit. <laughs> I gave it a, <laughs> it a racist remix. Racist remix. Great. I hope you're proud of yourself. <laughs> not really. Mm-hmm. Once again, Justin taking the low road when it comes to an opening song. <laughs> what are you turning me into with this segment? What are you turning me into? Hey, 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 don't blame me. I have I have no control over the words that come out of your mouth. So <laughs> you have nobody to blame but yourself. Man, why don't you open the door and get on the floor? And then you can walk the dinosaur. How about that? Yeah, it sounds kind of racist when you say it like that. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, let's start the episode. Hey, Cinefans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I am joined by Heather and Justin. And if you could not guess, based on that amazing intro, what we're going to talk about today, we are talking about the movie Velocipaster, which was suggested to us by a few people. We have uh, my friend Katie Davis. We have uh, Curtis Brown. I know our friend Dimitri brought it up at one point. So a lot of people really kind of wanted us to do an episode on this or at least watch it or something. I don't know. Maybe they're all terrible friends in the end because they wanted us to watch this fucking movie. But who knows? Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> I mean, you know, you worse comes to worse. You, you can't say we don't try and we will give anything a chance. And that includes, oh, Velocipaster, which if you haven't seen yet, we will be doing a non-spoiler version, and then we will do uh, our recommendations, and then we will do spoils, spoilers after that. Time codes will be in the description, but especially since, you know, everybody's pretty much under quarantine and all this other stuff, we're doing a movie you can stream easily on Amazon Prime. So if you've got Amazon Prime, you can listen to the beginning, go watch the movie, and then listen to the end. So that should be very easy for everybody, so everybody gets to watch it and join in, because... I'm going to be a terrible person too and say you should go watch that movie so you can listen to all of this episode. And uh, yeah, so let's do non-spoilers real quick. Um, We'll start with you, Justin. Give us your non-spoiler impressions of Velocipaster. Mm, well, it's hard to be non-spoiler when the film spoiled me because uh, this was... um, <laughs> the, the, This... This was... Wow, I can't, can I not find the words? Um, well, the interesting thing is, is that there are, as bad as this movie is, and it is bad, now don't get me wrong, but for some reason, I don't know if it just caught me on the right day or <laughs> what happened, but for some reason, um, there were parts of this that I enjoyed. Uh, I can say that the film doesn't take itself seriously, which... I mean, how could it? Uh, the the special effects, if you want to call them that, are 
laughably bad. There are just some gags that just seem to overstay their welcome and go forever. Um, it's got everything up, bad acting, everything you could want in a movie like this. It has bad acting, uh, crazy juxtapositions of characters and, oh, let's, you know, a a drug dealing Christian ninjas. Sure. A, (laughs) a pastor that has dinosaur powers. Sure. So everything like that, that you could possibly imagine in a movie like this is there. And does it equate to a good a good time? Not necessarily. Is this a good movie? Not really. But did I have some fun watching this? I kind of did. <laughs> so I'm in a weird place right now. But yeah, that that's pretty much where I am. I'm kind of uh, in a blender right now, being spun around because I, I'm I'm just a mixture of emotions right now w- when it comes to this film. But uh. I definitely will say that um, it, it is something, you know, I, I don't know what that is. Maybe I, by the time we get to recommendations and stuff and talk about it, maybe I will arrive to a conclusion on that. But uh, th- this was definitely an experience. I'll give it that. Heather, what about you? <laughs> that is a very generous way of putting it. <laughs> um, it was definitely a head scratcher at a lot of places it was um it it was one of those movies that like you you have they have to know that it did not come together well (laughs) like I don't know how you watch it and don't think that same thing but it is um it is entertaining because of how bad it is that's that's Mm -hmm. what I can say for sure like you're one of it's one of those where you're like I can't not watch it, and then when you're in it, you're like I can't not see how this mess ends. Like you just you have to finish it, you have to see what happens in it. Um, it is that it's very laughable for a lot of reasons, plot wise, characters wise, um, acting wise, effects wise. Everything is super laughable, but there it's just something where it's like it's like that train wet wreck that you cannot look away from. <laughs> It is, that is pretty much the epitome of what this movie is. Um, It was, but it really was entertaining. Like there were parts of it that I'm like, you went there with this. Wow. Okay. And then it just, it's, it is entertaining for that reason, for sure. So yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say other than it's just like a, it's a terribly, terribly, it, it's like a, it's it's a terrible good movie to watch because you just you, you it's you just need to see it because you're never going to see anything like it ever again. <laughs> um I mean it is a movie. I have I have now officially watched it twice because Ooh. I I did originally watch it. Oh, I guess like a month and a half, 2 months ago. And uh yeah, like I said it's a movie. Um <laughs> it has actors, it has a story. <laughs> Uh, there's dialogue. Um, there's not really special effects in it. There is effects, but I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> say they're special. But they do exist. Sometimes, sometimes they exist. There are times in this movie that the special effects don't exist. If that makes any sense. Yes, there are. <laughs> yeah, the, the the effects just don't exist. Um, I mean, I will say this. Uh, the 
the main uh, actress in this movie, Alyssa, uh, Alyssa uh, Kipinski, I actually thought did an okay job. Um, she's cute, I, and I, I like. I, said, I thought she did an okay job with what she had. Um, Greg Cohan, the main actor, the Velocipaster himself. <laughs> um, weirdly enough, I really enjoyed his acting in the very last scene of the movie. Up until then, I think calling it highly questionable is a uh, generous statement for it. But it, the way he did it at the end, I actually thought was actually okay. Um, and I do think he does a very uh, noble uh, Bill Bixby impression. And for anybody that doesn't know, Bill Bixby is the guy that played um, Dr. Banner in the uh, Incredible Hulk TV show with Lou Ferrigno. He was the one that would turn into Lou Ferrigno. And I think Greg <laughs> Cohan did a really good job of mimicking his face, of Bill B- mimicking Bill Bixby's transformation sequel- sequences of just like bugging out your eyes and like tensing up your neck and straining your face. Because that's exactly how both of them transform, whether it be a, into a Incredible Hulk or a Velociraptor, if that's even what you want to call it. Uh, I think calling it a Velociraptor is... Also being uh, quite generous. Generous. <laughs> it's a it's a dinosaur-like creature, if you will. Uh, I know in the movie they call it a uh, a dragon warrior. Also being generous, calling it either a dragon or warrior, for that matter. <laughs> um, because probably the w- single worst thing about this movie is the fight sequences, the choreography, and I I. <laughs> calling them fight sequences is being incredibly generous also because uh, that would imply that there's a sequence and or fighting. So yeah, take that for what you will. Um, but uh, also I should, I should mention that the beginning of this movie is weirdly racist. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Apparently people in China just wear karate geese instead of <laughs> clothes. Just all the time. Like there's the seven time. year olds in Taekwondo. Um, and at one point, there's another priest. I think he says, uh, just like the China girl said or something like that. I don't remember exactly the word of his racist tone, but. Yeah. It's it's incredibly weird. Um, Oh, yeah. That's also like, because whenever you do see the uh, aforementioned Chinese people wearing a gi, um, that is after he just somehow drives to China. <laughs> just right, drives yeah. there. He just goes for a drive. And he just ends up in China. And he's just walking <laughs> through what at best I would call some shrubbery. It says something to the effect of, this must be China. <laughs> um. So, I mean. A place where God, he thought God wouldn't go. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, what is that about? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so very weird. Um. I think I said that there was dialogue in this movie earlier. I think that's generous. There are words that are spoken. <laughs> um, but I will preface this and say this movie does have probably two of the best lines of dialogue in movie history in it. <laughs> oh, no. And I wrote these down to make sure that I would be able to um, quote them very specifically. So the very first line of dialogue that I think is amazing and I'm doing this without context. That's why I can do this, and it's not a spoiler. Is there is a character 
named Frankie Mermaid, who might be my spirit animal, who does, <laughs> says, does say the line, if you stuffed dicks in your mouth like you're doing that sandwich, I'd be a millionaire right now. <laughs> Fucking Shakespeare yep, could come up with something like that. I definitely remember that part. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> kind of changed my life. That's new, my new personal motto. <laughs> that was until I heard another line, which was spoken uh, by uh, Alyssa uh, Kapinski playing Carol. And the line is, there's surprisingly little demand for hooker doctor lawyers. Hooker doctor lawyers? <laughs> New laugh. motto of my life. I laughed at that part. <laughs> Surprisingly little demand, guys. I mean. Oh, I think that's ridiculous. I think that should be one of the most in-demand things ever. <laughs> you get sex. You get sound medical advice and legal advice. Most useful person in the history of existence. <laughs> oh, my. I just hope that at some point in my life, I will get to meet a hooker doctor lawyer and just shake their hand. An HDL. Because fuck, that is amazing. Uh, let's, I, I want to say, I want to say more shit. So let's, let's, get, let's move on. Um, so uh, Heather, recommendation and score. Oh man, this is rough. It's going to feel like I'm doing the opposite of what I want to do, but I'm not. So I, I am recommending this movie because it's, it's so entertaining with how ridiculous it is in every sense of the word. So for that reason, it's one of those where you can't not watch it at least once just to see what it is. So I do recommend it, although my score for it is going to be a solid... Um, Five <laughs> doll heads being ripped off of a body showing that you've killed the person, but not even trying to make it look like a real head out of 100. Justin, what about you? Uh, well, am I going to recommend? Uh, yes, but with a warning. Just be warned that um, the, the film does warn us that this was rated X by a Christian jury. So oh, my understand word. that a jury of Christians that strangely and oddly rates movies um said that this was rated x so you've got to understand the gravity of that um if you're a religious person whatever what just watch it anyway um you might get a laugh or two out of it um and you'll waste your life but hey um you know at this time you know we're doing a lot of uh quarantining and social distancing so who knows if you got you got a little extra time on your hands why not throw this pop this in stream it get a couple of laughs. Um, our hero, Doug was very, very religious. So, uh, I'll give this the same number as there were disciples. So we're going to go with 12. Nice. X rating Christian juries out of a hundred <laughs> for this. I'm actually going to break tradition. I'm going to give my score that my recommendation, I give this new movie negative 100. Frankie mermaid is my spirit animals out of a hundred. My recommendation for this movie, fucking watch it. You have to. I can't recommend this movie enough. This should be required <laughs> viewing to exist on this planet. It's, it must be seen. It has to be. I mean, fuck, I watched it. Then, like, watched it on Amazon Prime. Then I bought it on iTunes and have watched it again. <laughs> it, you have to watch it. You have to. 
I don't think I could recommend a movie more <laughs> than Velocipaster. Wow. If you only watch one movie in your life, watch Velocipaster. <laughs> if somebody comes up to me and goes, hey, what's a movie I should watch? My default response until the day I die from this point on will be, oh, Velocipaster. <laughs> it is the worst. It's one of the worst things ever committed to being able to be watched. <laughs> but God damn, you have to see it. All right. Uh, spoiler time, guys. Yeah. If we want to call right. it that. All right, let's go into spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Oh, what the fuck was that movie? <laughs> I mean, that Velociraptor at the end <laughs> looks like one of those T-Rex suits. Fucked the Hunchback of Notre Dame and then had a baby. <laughs> and then that baby grew up and fucked a dinosaur pinata. And then it had a baby. And then that thing fucked a pile of dog shit. <laughs> and then that had a baby. And that was that costume. It, oh, it is a sight to be seen. But I mean, it's, but that's the thing is it's, it's got to be seen because throughout the entire movie, when it's going through its processes and it's doing its thing and all this other stuff, it, that is not the outcome I was expecting at the end. I was not expecting that abomination of a T-Rex. Let's be real. It wasn't even a Velociraptor <laughs> of a costume. <laughs> Why was he so short though? Like the the ninjas, everybody was taller than him. Like, <laughs> why did they have at least a taller person? And it was just so <laughs> floppy. Everything was so floppy. It couldn't yeah. even bite anything. It would just be like, argh, argh. it would make the noises like it bit something because its floppy jaw flailed on a limb. Like, I don't know what I was expecting based on the rest of the movie. I should have totally been expecting that. When you have that weird gag at the beginning of the movie, that is insert VFX shot car on fire. <laughs> <laughs> or when the other pastor or the other priest is in Vietnam, which holy fuck, I want to dedicate at least nine hours to the oh Vietnam scene. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. But... <laughs> All right, let's just, let me start at the beginning here. So this movie starts with this priest's parents getting just blown the fuck up. Ish. Because that is the special <laughs> effect shot they don't have. So right. theoretically, his parents just disappear into a void of words that say, insert VFX shot here. And then he drives to fucking China. This motherfucker gets in his car, fills up his tank of gas, and goes on an aimless drive. And somehow ends up in China. And not only are we confused by this, the character himself is confused <laughs> as to how the fuck he ended up in China. <laughs> and then he sees he sees a fucking woman running around in a fucking karate gi. <laughs> like you do, obviously. <laughs> this woman looked just like my little brother's. After Taekwondo practice. <laughs> like, you know how little kids, after they go to Taekwondo, because they all take Taekwondo. They don't take anything else. They all take Taekwondo. And then they all go out to eat afterwards. So they're just little kids and fucking karate geese eating like right. hamburgers and shit. That's what the fuck this woman was doing. <laughs> she gets shot with an arrow and then hands this random fucker of a person <laughs> a fucking... What looks like a dinosaur tooth? 
that is probably the smoothest, most rounded, least sharp object in the history of ever. And somehow he steps on a branch and it cuts his hand. (laughs) And then the next scene, this motherfucker wakes up in his priest bed back in America. What the fuck? Right. And then just, then we get introduced to Frankie Mermaid, which I swear to God is one of my favorite fucking characters in the history of ever. I love (laughs) Frankie Mermaid. That scene, which I didn't mention this, it's my third favorite dialogue in the history of film, is, and why am I called that? And she goes, because you're swimming in bitches. (laughs) This motherfucker (laughs) is named Frankie Mermaid because he's swimming in bitches. (laughs) Fucking spirit animal. Wow. I love this man. (laughs) And I don't know, it's just, (laughs) this movie then just devolves. I mean, and somehow it devolves. From this setup I have just established for you, it somehow <laughs> devolves. Like the the scene where he first turns into a velocipaster. They do the mannequin head thing in that too. <laughs> because Carol's just sitting there like she was getting attacked by a guy. And who the fuck goes and robs a prostitute or a sex worker, whatever you want to call it. And then the, she goes, I don't have any money. And he goes, well, take me to where it is. <laughs> no, Robert's going to go, hey, take me to where the money is. Because... There's probably more people and guns there. You're more likely to die there. Why would you go to seek out a place? Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. But yeah, they do the whole mannequin thing there too. The mannequin head thing there too with it. And I will say this as much as I hate to admit it. The next scene when they like wake up in bed, I actually surprisingly thought was kind of good. Where he's the whole, like he's thinking they fucked and she's thinking, I saw you turn into a dinosaur last night. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Right. Yeah. And somehow they did a fairly decent job in this movie of making it seem like they were talking about the same thing. Right. And I know you're thinking, Sterling, how could somebody be talking about fucking and another person be talking about somebody turning into a velociraptor a la a werewolf scenario (laughs) and it come across like they're talking about the same thing? I don't know either. It just kind of actually worked. I don't know how. Yeah, that's true. I give it that. And then like... So they didn't. They go to prove it. She goes to prove it to him, and I, I he's wearing like a fucking knit dress of hers. <laughs> yeah, weirdly looking like an overly muscular male version of Velma from Scooby Doo. <laughs> oh man, this fucking movie's insane. <laughs> oh, all right, back onto it. Let's just skip. Fuck it. Let's skip. Let's go to that Vietnam scene, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so the other the other priest tells a story about how. He fought in Vietnam. And so then it goes into a flashback, which they take the same motherfucker as the priest. They don't even try to get somebody younger. Nope. They just right. take the same motherfucker, <laughs> put him and a couple other guys in army fatigues, <laughs> a la somebody wearing army fatigues in a 1980s movie. Like one motherfucker's wearing a camo vest over just a t shirt and jeans carrying a gun that looks like it was taken off like a time crisis machine and painted black. And it's so, so they're all just wearing shit like that. And they're having just the craziest discussion ever because father mustache McGee is talking about how he's got a girl back home. She wants to start a family and he wants to start a family. And this other guy is like, yeah, man, you need to name him after me. Your war buddy. Ollie. <laughs> it got, that was so yeah. Like what? And then one day when that kid asks you, yeah, 
what his name is. You you tell him. I named you after my old war buddy, Ali. <laughs> yeah, he had to like explain what he meant by that. <laughs> Who never got hit once <laughs> the entire war. And then just get shot. Just right in right. front of him. And everybody's just like, fuck man, this guy got shot. And then right after that, it transitions <laughs> to a scene where they're all standing in front of a barn. It's a barn with like a pickup truck next to it or some shit. And this is designed, I don't know, to look like a barn in Vietnam. Fuck, I, it looks like a fucking barn. It looks like the shit you would see in a fucking McDonald's commercial with like a son and their, his dad passing a football back and forth to each other, talking about how great America is before it tells you to go <laughs> shove an Egg McMuffin in your face. And they're all just standing around that. And then there's this woman who just starts screaming, Mustache McGee, Mustache McGee. And he's all woman whose name I don't remember. Is that you? And she just starts running at him through these trees, which is still, like I said, supposed to be Vietnam. And that is the most American forest I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> like you can just take, and they like scream their names back and forth so many times. They're just screaming their names. And like I said, this forest looks like if they just filmed the forest itself, you could use that in a documentary about the most American fucking looking trees. <laughs> In the history of ever <laughs> that's somehow supposed to be Vietnam. And I get it. Don't get me wrong. It's not lost on me that they filmed this movie for $35,000 and that's the best they could do. Or like Jasmine said, they don't take themselves seriously and they don't care. I get it. But still she's running through American Oak trees towards this motherfucker. And then when she gets about 18 inches away from him, <laughs> there is just this exploding visual <laughs> and then this bitch is gone. There's not a foot. There's not a bonnet. There's not an eyeball. Nothing. Just gone. Right. Like I said, about 18 <laughs> inches away from him. Right. And he is covered in just blood and intestines. Covered. But un unmoved, though. Unmoved. Yep, he and, didn't move. You know, unharmed. <laughs> Just 18 inches away, you know. She is just running at him. And then it's like <laughs> she hit an invisible wall and just right. morphed into blood. And it just <laughs> momentum carried into him. Like, what is it? There's one vampire movie or show or something like that where when they get stabbed in the heart, they like turn into blood. I don't remember which one off the top of my head, but that's what they do. Oh, it's True Blood. Think of True Blood. Like in True Blood, when they get stabbed, they just like turn into blood. So it's like she's a vampire on True Blood. And she's just running into him. And she just runs into a spike. And just turns all into blood. And just the blood just slaps him across the entire front of his body. And he is just standing there, dripping blood and viscera. And these two other motherfuckers just walk oh, up. God, and they're like, one of them goes, what was that woman doing here? And the other one goes... I think she was running through the trees because she wants to start a family. <laughs> right. Like, what oh. is that dialogue? Why? <laughs> before that, there was one other part. Well, yeah, then the other one just <laughs> says something like, oh, I think they stepped up one of those Vietnamese mines. <laughs> and he goes, man, I think she's too far gone. There's nothing. Yes, yes, yes. He says she's too far gone. <laughs> that was, that was, 
just he nothing. He just said it like, he just said it in such the most calm tone. They are so unconcerned. They're just like, oh, that sucks. We could have almost died. Oh, well. Yeah. Like, And that guy is still just standing there. Just eyes a-blinking, covered in blood. Oh, man. It's, it's one of those special things in movies where you don't know you need to see something. <laughs> until you like see it. Like this whole movie. Yes. <laughs> but then somehow in this movie's case, you still don't think you needed to see it. But you still do. It's perplexing. Like, that's what this movie, that's the specialness of this movie. It's one of, just like I said, the worst things ever committed to film. Yet somehow, it's charming as fuck. <laughs> Every single garbage thing this movie does, you hate with a passion. <laughs> but then you love with a passion too. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick this off to one of you guys now because I've been talking for a pretty minute and I've I've still got more to say, don't get me wrong, but whew, just let me collect my thoughts because they're all over the place, just like this movie. Justin, what's some shit from you? Well, I mean, yeah, that <laughs> that part of Vietnam was like, I'm not going to lie. When those two guys came up and started talking like nothing happened, I just, it, right. I just couldn't help but I just couldn't help but laugh, man. <laughs> and when he said there was nothing more we could do for him. <laughs> I just lost it. Like too far gone. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just lost it. Like, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie, man. Like I laughed way more at this movie than I probably should have. Like, and, and I don't know why I think it was oh, just same. so bad. I think it was just so bad that I just found myself kind of having a good time. I don't know. It was just the weirdest thing. And then it just kept doing things like just what, like you said, the lines, what people would say when it got to the, towards the end and our other, our Vietnam priest guy, I think after that story, he was finding out what the plan was, the mastermind plan of this uh, Chinese <laughs> Christian ninja coalition. And when the leader, <laughs> when the ringleader is discussing this plan, it's like, oh, look, here's all this cocaine or whatever it was, a meth or cocaine or whatever. <laughs> and he goes, the only way to bring these people to Christ is that, Oh my God! It's we need to sell all this. We can sell all this cocaine, and then that priest goes, "How will? <laughs> how will? Oh no! This, how will selling all this cocaine bring people to God?" And he says, "Well, what you do is you you put it out on the streets. They'll have a dependency on it, and then you cut them off. <laughs> and then that's when they'll need God." Oh my I just, word. I, just, I mean, I was just I, I just couldn't I mean, and that's abridged. I mean, he said it way less articulate than that. But it was just that was just so stupid. I just couldn't believe this movie like. I just couldn't believe it. He said. Oh. And he said yes. So I'm like, okay. And I mean, at a, there was just a moment I was thinking about it. And I was like, okay, so you've got drug dealing, martial art, Christian ninjas. 
just saying that out loud. Oh my God, man. Oh my God. I need to breathe. I have you could go for a bit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you want me to take over for a little bit? Yes, please. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, like this movie is so audacious in literally everything that it does. But yeah, it's so <laughs> some of the things like it the the movie is con- the movie is consistently consistently ridiculous that they do so many things in it that you're like, "Oh yeah, they did say that." What? <laughs> like you just you could miss some of the things because you're still laughing at how ridiculous the last thing was. And like, yeah, it's I mean, first of all, let's talk about the uh, the what they actually call um, as the character's name in the movie is um, oh, what is it? Um, it's Sam the White Ninja. That is his name in this movie. Um, so you know, when we first meet him, he's you know he's just there doing his thing with his tribe of people that he's you know come to know his family, and he does this weird like laugh off with the guy in charge like it goes for like feels like 40 minutes they're just laughing back and forth at whatever plan it is that they have and you're just like what (laughs) like it's just nonstop. like they're trying to out laugh each other with like their evil laughs it's the weirdest thing ever and they do it a couple of times in the movie but it's just like why is this necessary to be in this movie at all but yeah it's just and then there's a scene too where um it's like when um, is Carol her name or Carol and Mr. Velocipaster finally, you know, get together or whatever. And like they're it's basically supposed to be what they're considering like the love scene of the movie. And it's like this weird psychedelic, real old school music <laughs> that's playing. That's supposed to be like the sexy music for this love scene. And it really just looks like they're on an acid trip because it's just a bunch of like, you know, um, uh, basically just a bunch of random pictures and like, what is it called? Montages, maybe? I don't know. But yeah, basically just like a bunch of like random scenes and pictures just thrown together and like the music playing in the background. And it goes on for like the entire song and it's supposed to be their love scene. And all you really see is them you know, gently touch hands (laughs) and then you see them like kiss and pretty much just kind of like making out together. You like, it's just supposed to be this believable love scene. And I'm like, what is this? And then they wake up the next morning and like they're, I guess it's the, the bad guys found them or whatever. So they're like defeating all the, the bad guys. And then Right after that, they're just like doing this crazy makeout session, which was already 10 times hotter than the actual love scene was when they're actually like passionately making out at that moment. And you're just like, why is this better than the whole love scene that you just did like two minutes before? It was just the weirdest thing. I'm like, why was that how you chose to do this? But anyway. Well, yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree and disagree with you Mm -hmm. because that love scene was probably the most unsexy thing I've ever seen. (laughs) But somehow, keeping in spirit with this movie, I was slightly aroused. I was like, get it, priest. (laughs) 
<laughs> Get it out. And was completely into it the whole time. Oh, were you? Okay. Because that's um, what this movie does. This movie makes you feel something. Like, it makes you feel two things at the same time. Like I said, completely unsexy. But also, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's just... Yeah, I, I, I understand what you mean about the whole, like, it's got some kind of weird charm because you're just like, you know, okay, we're, we're doing this. We're going with it. This is what we're doing now. Okay. Like, you just kind of go along for the ride and you're, by the end, you're like, okay, I'm into it. Whatever's happening, just commit to it and go. And that's pretty much what they do for this entire movie. And there was also some scenes which were, it was... There was like a, a bunch of like flashback scenes of Velocipaster Man, um, like talking to his family and, you know, missing his parents who were killed and all these things. And like, you know, they just they make a big point, first of all, about like, you're my only son or whatever. <laughs> and then we just find out later on that Sam White Ninja is apparently his brother. <laughs> And then it goes back to those scenes again and you just see him creeping around the corner actually just present in those moments when they're having those <laughs> intimate conversations, just creeping, creeping in somehow and like his head's just down. He's completely unseen in the back seat when he's like talking to his dad and he pops up and I'm like, what? Why is he also, he's not even in like a back seat. He was like in the trunk section. I <laughs> I don't even know like what was going on there but i was like you're really trying to pull this like twist moment when like none <laughs> of those scenes seemed like it was possible that there was another person in those scenes like listening to those conversations it was insane <clears throat> and then like he he also like i don't know it's just and this might be coming from me who does come from you know like a like a religious background so to speak I like when his dad's like, all right, we'll see you after priest college. Like it's not called priest college. Like what? That's not, <laughs> that's not even like a thing. Like I feel like they just got so lazy with some of the things they did. And like, they were just like, we'll just do what we want to do with it. We're going to call it what we think it's called priest college. Like that's not, that's not a thing. Like, and then, um, when the, when he's talking to his like mentor priest, old Vietnam priest man, you know, and he's just like talking about like, basically there's some kind of scene where he's like trying to defend what he's doing as like this velociraptor, like wanting to just basically go and kill people who deserve it. And like, anyway, so he's like, he's quoting these like scriptures, so to speak. Um, and they're not even like, this is something like, I don't know how many people really care or know, but like he was actually, he was not even actually quoting literal like chapters or verses from the Bible. Like they were just completely like made up chapters and verses. I was like, what is that? And like, and he just committed to it though. He said the line and he's like, this is where that's found in the Bible. And you're like, that's not even like a chapter or the, in the Bible at all. Like what? <laughs> Like, you're like, you're a priest. Like, they weren't even trying at this point. Like, it was just, it was just so funny. I was like, what? Like, nothing about this is believable. But it was just still super entertaining that they committed fully to just really going with whatever they wanted to do. Like, 
I don't know. There were just, it, it was just quite a wild ride, but you're, you're just kind of like, I can't not finish watching. Like what is about to happen from this scene to the next, because it's going to be insane, whatever it is. That scene where they're dropping him off to preschool, which I think is just the name of the particular seminary he went to. I think you're, you're being a little too nitpicky on that part. You think it was just called priest college? Yeah. Priest college. Okay. That's the school he sure. went to is priest college. Okay. And that actually, I would be more okay with that. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's priest college. The mascot is the uh, fighting Bibles. And so <laughs> with that scene where they're like dropping him off and he's like, yeah. When the father says, you're my only son. <laughs> and when it scrolls through the station wagon and the mom's in the back seat, and all I'm thinking is, yeah, but where is the brother going to be in this? And when his head sticks out of the trunk of that station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> was probably one of the best damn things I've seen in my life. <laughs> just like not even in the back seat. He's just so not a part of the family. He's in the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, when they're doing the other thing, when they're all like, oh, I love you. You're the best son ever. And they're all sitting at the dining room table and it just scrolls around. And brother's just standing in the doorway. I loved it. I loved it. Because somehow, and I don't know how this happened, and I'm glad I rewatched it because... I did not remember that he was his brother after the first time watching it. I don't remember that at all. And and I don't know how I forgot it. That monumental twist in the plot of this story, I somehow forgot. But man, when I was experiencing that earlier today, I was just like, holy fuck. It's amazing. I mean, we didn't even get to there's an exorcist scene where the mustache priest takes Velocipaster to essentially chris angel to have an exorcism performed yes yes and then like halfway through the exorcism velocipaster transforms just his hands and takes must one of mustache priest's eyeballs (laughs) i thought he i thought he gutted him i thought he stabbed him in the chest or something but no he took his eyeball and then then you know that then the next scene is whenever you find out that he's still alive and that's uh, the same scene that Justin was talking about where the the evil guy was explaining how cocaine was going to bring people to Jesus. <laughs> and yeah. And so so you get to the final scene of this or the final battle of this movie and Velocipaster kills all these ninjas somehow. And this is after he fully transforms and you finally see the totality that is that paper mache abortion of a costume. And... Yeah, he kills all these ninjas, and then bad guy ninja comes and shoots him with an arrow in the thigh. And it does the weirdest, (laughs) like, cut transition thing in the world to where he comes back. And then that's when the one priest was talking about how there used to be all these dragon warriors running around, and they developed an antidote. So are they positing that that dragon tooth thing from the beginning of the movie had, like, a poison on it? Is that, (laughs) like, so is this, like, not really an actual curse or magic or anything like that? It's a literal disease and or poison. Is that what they established at the end of this movie? I don't know. I don't know if they know. But then <laughs> so he's like saying all these things. And he's like, he's about to attack him. And then that's when the guy goes, my hands are immune because that's also how <laughs> immunities work. Yeah. What? I was like, what? Immune my to what? hands are immune. <laughs> I have six final words. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, oh, I got Ebola, but don't worry. My mouth is fine. It's immune. 
And so he does. So then he grabs this guy's head and rips it off. And it is literally a mannequin head with some <laughs> facial hair drawn on it. Right. And just a bunch of blood. And then he holds it and you get to see it. It's not even like they kind of did that, you know, for a quick like cut or something like that. No, no, no. You get to see in full camera view that it is just a mannequin head. A hundred percent. Oh, and we didn't even mention Carol at one point just gets slashed with a sword across her chest. So then after he defeats the evil oh, yeah. ninja guys, they go to a hospital or a doctor's office. And this doctor sits down next to him. With, he has one of those weird circular reflector things that I don't know what doctors used back in like 1920. <laughs> and he has one of those on his eyes. Like it's not even on his head. The band is covering his eyeballs. Yeah. And he sits down next to Velocipaster, takes that off, and then says, Hey, uh, Carol's injuries are healing faster than uh than normal. It's great. And then he starts digging around in an ashtray for a cigarette. <laughs> There's like they're all just butts. And then somehow gets a whole cigarette out of it, lights it, and then tells him, Actually, she's just doing great now. You should go see her. So she went from mortally injured and dead to she's healing faster than we expected to, hey, she's fine. She's Wolverine now. <laughs> In 30 seconds. And then Velocipriest goes back there. And they just like, she's like, yeah, I'm fine. And they're like, I love you. And I love you too. And all this other shit. And then it goes to the last scene of the movie where they're talking about how the secret cabal of Christian ninjas is not going to stop until they're killed. And... That's whenever he's no longer a priest. He's no longer Velocipastor. He's like Veloci cool guy now. Cause he's just sitting there, leather jacket, white shirt and jeans, lighting up a cigarette. And somehow at this point in the movie, literally the last 10 seconds of the movie, this guy's actually kind of a good actor. I don't know how that happened, but I actually think he did a real good job in those scenes. The dialogue the del dialogue delivery wasn't as clunky as it was in the rest of the movie. I was like, oh, well, wow. Now, now I know what this guy's actual personality is. It's cool guy. <laughs> and then all this, we've been talking about all this. Somehow we forgot to mention that at one point, Freddie Mermaid goes into the confessional booth. <laughs> and he's just like, your spirit animal. I haven't confessed in like five years or whatever. And then he's like, yeah, I'd be fucking bitches. I'd be killing people. I stole candy from a baby, then threw the baby in the river. <laughs> and then Velocipastor's like, wait, you kill people? And he goes, yeah, actually, I killed some people right outside this church. It was just this couple getting into their car. And then Velocipastor starts doing a Bill Bixby impression like he's about to transform. And then he goes back and he's like, yeah, some priest just was outside like screaming and crying about his parents or whatever. And they're all on fire yeah. and dying and their skin's boiling. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is sexy. I'm getting all turned on and shit. And then Velocipastor just kills him in the middle of the confessional booths. And this motherfucker is screaming bloody murder because a Velociraptor hand just like dabbed his neck or some shit. And somehow no one notices. This is one special fucking movie. <laughs> Also, um, the part like right after he rips off the guy's uh, mannequin head and then like they do like this freeze frame and then they put up a Gandhi quote like as he's holding a guy's like head in his hands. And it's like some kind of quote about like the 
the resolution to violence is peace or something like that. And you're like, wait, that doesn't fit with what's happening right now. Like, it was From Gandhi. So it's, it was a Gandhi quote. Yeah, I'm like, where does this fit into what's happening at all in this movie, honestly? Like, it wasn't even like a final scene. It wasn't a freeze frame at the final scene either. Like, it was just a freeze frame. And then it went back to like the normal scheduled programming for this movie. And it was just like, why this quote? Like, this is not fitting with anything else happening right now. It's insanity. It really is. But fuck, you have to witness it. Even if you did not watch it and you listen to the spoilers anyway, and you're like, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to watch it. And you just listen anyway. Fuck that. <laughs> you have to watch this movie. You have to. Because no matter what we've described to you, it's nothing compared to actually seeing it and witnessing it and experiencing it happening to you. Oh, any other thoughts, guys? I don't think I can think of anything else. No, I think we just about covered it. We, we really did it, the movie justice because it didn't do us justice <laughs> experiencing <laughs> it. That's for sure. On that note, guys, thank you guys for listening to the Cinema Slayers podcast. Check us out on the internet at www.cinemaslayers.com. Check us out on Facebook at Cinema Slayers Podcast. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema underscore Slayers. If you have any, you know, movies you want us to do, since especially since, you know, the entire country is, you know, experiencing social distances and movie theaters are closed and all these things, um, just, you know, reach out. Let us know what you want us to watch because, you know, especially in times like this, we're going to, you know, we're trying different things and trying to watch different things and you know all this other stuff because you know we we still want to make content and time yeah you know we you know we want to make content and we've got to watch what you know what we can so this is definitely one of the things that we watched because uh i guess we could if you want to put it that way um but yeah reach out to us and let us know we've got a, a few different episodes coming uh your way as far as other topics and stuff like that just Tons of stuff coming your way, so check it all out. And unlike Velocipastor, just remember, according to Justin, Moon Knight is the best picture winner. My hands are immune, but not my voice. Open the door, get on the floor, and everybody. Walk the dinosaur. I hate you, Justin.